This is our second session on Ephesians 1, 11 to 14, and I know I'm just printing uh, 11 through 12 here because our focus is right there, and I want to have some room to write here at the bottom. In him, in Christ, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined. What I want to focus on is these next phrases, according to the purpose of him who works all things according to. You get two according to's here. A really favorite way Paul thinks. So he's talking about a predestination that lies behind and in this decision to bring us um, adopted people and inheritance. And he's not content to put a little period there and say, good, now I've explained that. I've got Inheritance secured by predestination. No, it's amazing. And this is what we need to let sink in. He presses behind and says, this predestination, which of course is eternal, it's pre-historical, it's predestination, but it accords with something. It accords with a purpose. The purpose of the one who works everything to make sure that purpose happens. And that working is according to the counsel of his will. So, Father, as we ponder what in the world purpose and counsel and will imply here, help us to have the depth of heart to go deep with Paul, the inspired apostle, behind predestination or at least into predestination to understand why Paul is so intent on bringing it to our attention that it accords with purpose and accords with counsel and accords with will. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me add one more word that it accords with. So we're talking about a precious gift of inheritance that all the believers have. He's grounded it in and explain how it comes about by predestination. He's explaining that predestination isn't considered in an isolated way, but accords with a purpose. And the God who works everything to make that purpose happen does all that in accordance with the counsel, in accordance with the will. Let's go back and see another word alongside a purpose and counsel and will in verse 5. Having predestined us for adoption, and that's why we're predestined to an inheritance, because sons get inheritances, and he predestined us for adoption as sons, and then again, he traces it back. This predestination accords with something, namely the good pleasure of his will. Now, we've seen the word will down in verse 11, but we didn't see the word eudokian or good pleasure there. So, this predestination accords with the good pleasure of his will. Now, let's write down these four things and think about them. So, we have will, God's will, right here, and we have uh, the good pleasure of that will, 
right here in verse 5, the good pleasure of his will is that with which predestination accords. And then we have counsel. And we have purpose. The counsel is here, the purpose is here. And all of that because Paul, for some amazing reason, feels constrained not to stop here in explaining our blessings that they are predestined, but presses into predestination to say that it accords with these four things. Let's define them. What's the will of God? Well, the basic choosing of God or inclination of God. He inclines to things or not. He chooses things or not. Good pleasure implying that these choices, these these, uh, inclinations are not constrained by forces that cause him to do what he doesn't want to do. Glad. They are glad. His choosing is glad. Good pleasure. Counsel means something like considered, thoughtful, wise. And purpose implies intention. Aim. Purposeful. So Paul wants to force us to think about the deeper dimensions of predestination in that they come from God's will. Not just God's will, but the good pleasure of his will. Not just the good pleasure of his will, but the counsel of his will. And not just the counsel and good pleasure of his will, but but the purposeful good counsel of his will. Why? What, what is all of this intended to communicate to us? Most people don't talk this way. Most Christians don't talk this way. We should. We need to get our brains saturated with the way Paul thinks. And I would say he said he's doing this so as to make clear that nothing outside His own will is decisive in what he brings about. So remember, God is working all things in accord with this. And I'm saying he, he goes into all these words behind predestination or in predestination in order to make sure we know nothing outside his own will. That's why these four things are stressed. His own purpose, his own counsel, his own good pleasure, his own will. Nothing outside his own will is decisive in what he brings about, and he brings about everything. We're going to talk about that next time. 
But let's end like this. What's this purpose right here? This purpose is to make sure that God gets the glory, not us. To the praise of his glory. That's why this matters to Paul. The ultimate purpose, the ultimate purpose of all things is that God, the glorious God, the all-glorious God, get the praise, not us, not us. Psalm 115, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. That's the reason Paul talks in these strange ways that we need to learn to talk in, that we have these glorious benefits by predestination, and predestination accords with God's will, God's good pleasure, God's counsel, God's purpose, not ours.